Judges, the book of Judges, chapter 11. The book of Judges, chapter 11. The book of Judges, chapter 11. That's right after Joshua. Trying to help the people. That's right after Joshua. The book of Judges, chapter 11. Starting at the 29th verse. Again, that's the book of Judges. Chapter 11, I just start, the pastor, I start thinking about Bible drills that the kids used to do back in the day. I wonder how we would do if we didn't have our devices. <laughs> if we didn't have our devices. Judges, chapter 11, uh, starting at the 29th verse. If you haven't, say amen. If you still need a minute, amen. And it reads, Then the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jephthah, as he passed over Gilead and Manasseh and passed over Mizpah and Gilead and from Mizpah of Gilead, he passed over unto the children of Ammon and Jephthah vowed a vow unto the Lord and said, if thou shalt without fail deliver the children of Ammon into mine hands, then it shall be that whatsoever cometh forth of the doors of my house to meet me when I return in peace from the children of Ammon shall surely be the Lord's and I will offer it up for a burnt offering. 32 says, So Jephthah passed over unto the children of Ammon to fight against them, and the Lord delivered them into his hands, and he smote them for error, even till thou come to Menes, even twenty cities, and unto the plain of the vineyards, with a very great slaughter. Thus the children of Ammon were subdued before the children of Israel. The word of God is already blessed. Let us pray. Father God, we welcome you into this place. Lord God, we would ask that you would have your way in this service, God. Move anything that is unlike you that would hinder your worship on today, God. Let our praise and our worship be a sweet-smelling savor unto you. 
Lord God, touch the preacher as he preached today, God. Touch the musicians as they play songs of Zion today, God. Touch this singer, God, as he offers his worship up unto you, God. And even those in the congregation, God, give them a spirit of praise and worship so that you, God, may rest in this place on today. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Every heart said amen. Amen. Oh, y'all can do better than that. Come on, put your hands together and give God a hand clap in this place. Look, don't, don't, look, don't, don't, don't make me work hard today. Look, ain't nobody laying up here. You ought to have some praise in your spirit. I'll never forget what you've done for me. Jesus, I'll never forget how you set me free. Jesus, I'll never forget how you brought me out. Jesus, I'll never forget, no, never. Jesus, I'll never forget what you've done for me. Jesus, I'll never forget how you set me free. Jesus, I'll never forget how you brought me out. Jesus, I'll never forget, no, never. How can I forget what you've done for me? How can I forget how you set me free? How can I forget how you brought me out? How can I forget no ever? How can I forget what you've done for me? How can I forget how you set me free? How can I forget how you brought me out? How can I forget no ever? Jesus, I'll never forget what you've done for me. Jesus, I'll never forget how you set me free. Jesus, I'll never forget how you brought me out. Jesus, I'll never forget, go never. Jesus, I'll never forget what you've done for me. Jesus, I'll never forget how you set me free. Jesus, I'll never forget how you brought me out. Jesus, I'll never forget, no, never. Never, never forget, never, never 
never forget. to volunteer to be a greeter 
Now, if you, that means you want to be agreed, that means you need to be able to smile and engage people. That's what greeters do. You know, sometimes you got to go back to basics and let them know what you want. Act like we glad that you're in the house, this house. If you would like to be a greeter or a guide, please see Sister Patricia Butts or call the church office. Uh, we will be open Saturday, October 16th from 9 to 5, and on Sunday from 1 to 5. Praise God for those who are volunteering and would like to volunteer to support that effort. Amen? Amen. We also want to make mention of tomorrow we will be assembling with the Burns family, Sister Ethel Burns, uh, as we celebrate the life of Brother Robert Burns. Uh, his funeral services will be at Jones Funeral Home tomorrow at 10 a.m. Uh, that's on West 79th Street, just a little bit west of Kedzie. Uh, there's a visitation today also at Jones Funeral Home from 3 to 5 if you're not able to make uh, the services of celebration on uh, Monday. But we certainly want to be supportive of Sister Burns, uh, who has been a longtime and faithful servant of our faith community. Amen. And we also want to be in support of uh, Trustee Reginald Jones and uh, Trustee Evan Person um, in the celebration of life for Brother Arthur L. Snap Jones. That is the father of Trustee Reginald Jones and the father-in-law of Evan Person. Those uh, visitations will be Tuesday October 5th from 3 to 6 at Gatlin's Funeral Home. And then the services of celebration will be on Wednesday, October 6th from 10 a.m. to 10.30. And then the funeral at 10.30 through 11.30. That will be held at the Christian Youth Baptist Church, 8801 South Hermitage. Let us also be in support of the Jones family during this hour. We will certainly be present and thank you for all uh, uh, brother trustee Reginald Jones has not been a member long but he has been faithful he has been oh y'all didn't hear me he has been faithful and some of you have already already expressed your love and support for him and I know that he is profoundly grateful because you don't have to be nice you don't have to be but you chose to be and Ebenezer does what Ebenezer does when we have to go through. Amen. So we look forward to seeing you uh, on uh, Tuesday, on Wednesday as well. Let's continue with worship this morning. Is there any other announcements that I, I hope y'all, did y'all see the uh, news on Fox News uh, by Ebenezer? Did y'all see it? They did a wonderful, wonderful piece. Uh, on the news on Fox News about Ebenezer and its wonderful history. Uh, and we celebrate its history, our history. We celebrate our presence, and we look forward in faith to our future. Amen. We just don't live in the past. Come on, somebody. We celebrate what God has done, which gives us strength to know what God is doing so that we know what God will do. Amen. Amen. So we thank God for all of you and certainly all of you on last Sunday uh, for Gospel Heritage Month. Y'all did a, a great, great job uh, on last Sunday. Amen. Let us continue with worship this morning. <laughs> 
Jesus, you're the center of my joy. You're all that's good and perfect comes from you. You're the heart of my contentment, hope for all I do. Jesus, you're the center of my joy. When I've lost my direction, you're the compass for my way. You're the fire and light when the nights are long and cold. In sadness, you are the laughter that shatters all my fears when I'm all alone. Your hand is there to hold. Oh, oh, Jesus, you're the center of my joy. You're all that's good and perfect comes from you. You're the heart of my contentment, hope for all I do. Jesus, you're the center of my joy. You are why I find pleasure. In the simple things in life, you're the music and the metals and the strings, the voices of the children, my family and my home. You're the source and finish of my highest dream. Jesus, you're the center of my joy. You're all that's good and perfect comes from you. You're the heart of my contentment, hope for all I do. Jesus, you are the center 
of my joy. Jesus, you are the center of my joy. Jesus, you are the center of my joy. You're my everything. My everything. My everything. My everything. You're my joy. In my sorrow. You're my hope. My hope for tomorrow. You're my everything. My everything. My everything. My everything. You're my music. You're my song. I listen to you all the day long. Jesus, you're the center of my joy. My joy. My
See, it's times like this that chains will fall off of some people. It's, it's time like this that somebody might just get set free. If you feel it, I mean, you know, don't, don't look at me. That's all right. Come on. Look, I, I, I know we Baptists, but y'all can praise God in here. Come on.
Now, now, I'm on. Y'all take this as a teaching opportunity. <laughs> as the kids say, keep that same energy every week. <laughs> see, don't set see, 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 you can't feed me steak this week and take me to McDonald's next week. She'll tell you that. That ain't going to work. That ain't going <laughs> to that ain't gonna work. So if, if, if it's in you, let him use you. Oh, okay. All right. All right. All right. It's 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 offering time. It's offering time. It is offering time. Let me let me let me do this before I uh, give the instructions for offering all that. If if I can, as the pastor like to say, can I take a pulpit privilege uh, for a moment? I am I am honored uh, today. Uh, in case you all didn't know, in case you did know, there we have some. Uh, I don't like to say visitors, we like to say guests, because guest means you're at home, right? And we have some guests in the house today, and I'm, I'm grateful for all of you. I don't know every, if there's other guests, but I know there are two individuals. I know they was like, please don't put us on the spot. Um, but the, the, the newlywed couple, the, the, the Simmons couple is over there in the corner. Y'all can just wave y'all hands. I had the privilege of, of, of officiating their marriage service on Friday night. Uh, beautiful, beautiful couple. Uh, and I must say, I must say, uh, in the uh, three to four weeks that we were in in counseling uh, prior to, I just don't marry folk just because. So in the t- uh, three to four weeks that we were in counseling together, I have said I've never met a couple uh, who marriage was just, uh, it, it was just something that they needed to do because they was already married. Spiritually, they were already in sync. Mentally, they were already in sync. They were already in sync. I, 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 I am honored, and I'll say it publicly, as I said in your ceremony, I, I am honored uh, that your mom, who was my high school buddy, asked me uh, to officiate your service, and it is my honor. So uh, if you get a chance, I know we're doing COVID you know, restrictions and all that, but on your way out of sometime today, give them a high five or an air five or something uh, on the way out. So thank you again, Mr. and Mrs. Simmons. Uh, for, for coming out today. Uh, I ain't going to tell y'all why they're really here, but they're here, so bless the Lord. Amen. <laughs> amen, amen, amen. It's offering time, church. It's offering time. It's offering time. Thank God. Bless God. Oh, Lord. I, I'm glad y'all stopped playing, though, because y'all was going to have my Baptist card revoked because I was about to start running. You know, y'all ain't used to that kind of, you know, I was going to break out in a full sprint and just, you know, but anyway, it's offering time. It's offering time. If you're watching online, those instructions are on your screen right now. There's uh, five ways you can give. I promise I'm going to have that piece of paper up here next week so I can remember all this stuff. But if you want to go to our website, EbenezerBronzeville.org, you can hit the Give Now button and give that way, EbenezerBronzeville.org. Uh, if you want to text to give, you can text to give. That number is on your screen. Those of you watching at home, I know somebody's sitting here like, but you ain't giving me the number. I know. Y'all pray for me. Um, and then you can also mail, mail your offering, mail your offering to 4501 South Vincennes Avenue, 60653 Chicago, Illinois. Let us pray for our offering. Father God, we thank you in advance, God, for just being who you are. Lord God, we thank you, God, for this great space and place and this time that you've given us, God. Now, God, we ask that you would bless both the gift and the giver, God, even those, God, who did not have it to give, but God, but had a mindset to give. We ask that you would even bless them now, even at this time, God. Bless them 100-fold. You know what we stand in need of, God, so we can continue the work of your kingdom in this place and in this community. 
We pray this prayer. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And I know that there are people who know people or people who are here right now that are survivors of breast cancer. And we at Ebenezer want to certainly be in solidarity with those who have dealt with had family and friends who've been through that experience. They are women who are still fighting right now. And we want them to know that they are not alone. And so for the whole month of October, I would ask that one of these Sundays, you pick a Sunday to wear something pink. Thank you, Stanley, for thinking in advance, being in solidarity. He has on something pink. I. I see Nancy Wade has a pink mask. I have a tie. But we want to make certain that we recognize 
survivors and those who have gone through that experience. Amen. Oh, come on. Y'all can do better than that. Amen. Hallelujah. This time it's off the call. I again want to acknowledge the presence of the newlyweds and praise God for your presence. I know that Minister King compelled you to come. I'm going to use the same kind of compelling when I do my next wedding. Y'all get the, y'all don't know the inside joke, but I know it. But we're happy that you are here. We're happy that you are here. And to all of you who are guests with us today, we are happy that you are in the presence of Almighty God in this place. To our sister over there, we, 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 that water's getting closer. That water's getting closer. Let us know when you're ready. Let us know when you're ready. We have been looking forward to our new family over there. Welcome. We're good to see you this morning. You've been here every Sunday since you came down that aisle. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Thank, come on, y'all. Thank God. Thank God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We got... We have a lot on our prayer list today. We are praying for Mary Alexander, Sarah Billups, Reverend Mary Grant, Deacon James Smith, Grace Lee, Mary Sumter, Shirley Anderson, Al and Mary Burton, Minnie Pegg, Kenny Sexton, Alfred Moore, we continue to lift him before the Lord. Elise and Willie Grant, Deacon Chester Coleman, Billy and Fanny Daniels, Marlena Jackson spoke to this week, is doing better every single day. Claudia Davis, Latima Nathan, the niece of Minnie Pegs, George and Rose Hall, Doris Robinson, cousin of Beverly Stinson, Lindy Hill, daughter of Deacon James Smith, to the Jones family, to the Burns family. No one wants to sit in the seat that you have to sit in right now. No one. And I'm lifting up Sister Burns and I'm lifting up Brother Reginald right now because I know it's hard. Know it's hard. And though God blessed your family with an amazing dad for 90 plus years in his right mind to the end, it does not take away the pain. I'm eight months in and the pain is still great. But I can promise you this, God is still able. 
He is able to give you a peace that surpasses all of our understanding. And I tell you, Reggie, and I tell you, Sister Burns, it's going to take that kind of peace to help you deal with what you're dealing with. One that you can never understand, but through your faith, God will carry you through. I know he would have me say that he is proud of how you cared for him. How your siblings cared for him. Even when you had to live your own life and take care of your own family and go to work every single day. And so many in this room have a similar testimony. I look at my beloved wife has the burden of her mother and her father. But God is able. God is able to comfort you, to strengthen you, to keep you going to see what the end will be. We have so much going on in our world. We are lifting up the family of the state trooper that, for whatever reason, took his own life. We don't understand. We can't figure it out through our intellect. But with faith, we're going to trust in the Lord. Anybody know that? Him, I will trust in the Lord. So that's what I'm telling y'all, Burns family and Jones family. Trust in the Lord. No more pain. No more hospital visits. And I, I know as he laid there, he, was, he had a sense of, it is well with my soul. Because God blessed me with long life. I feel this thing. Because every one of us have a similar testimony. I'm, I'm praying. I'm praying this week because I don't want to put it all out there. But I'm hoping to see my brother this week. I'm hoping to see my brother this week. To wrap our arms around him and to pray with him. And to let them know that you are worthy of your faith community coming to see about you. I want to see my brother. So we go before the Lord today. We go before the Lord today. Lifting our voices in praise and adoration to what he means to us in our lives. Someone said, worthy is the lamb. 
Worthy of the Lamb that taketh away the sins of the earth. Worthy is the Lamb. Behold the Lamb of God that taketh away the sins of the earth. Behold the Lamb of God that taketh away the sins of the earth. Behold the Lamb of God who taketh away the sins of the world. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold his presence. Behold his majesty. Behold the Lamb of God. You are in the presence of Almighty God. God, our words are never enough to adequately express all that we feel right now. But God, you have shown us that you would put the right words in our mouth. God, we love you. Despite the challenges of our days. God, we love you. Because of your mercy. We love you. Because of your loving kindness. We love you. Because those spiritual twins of goodness and mercy follows us every single day through every experience that we have. God, we come asking you to have mercy on those names that were listed today. Have mercy on those families that are going through today. God, we're not doing it out of vain repetition, but we're doing it because we're lifting them because we know that you will see about them. We know that you will, will comfort, that we know that you will strengthen you. We know that you will give them a sense of your peace. So right now, God, in the name of Jesus, we speak life, we speak peace, we speak comfort upon their lives. We speak power. We speak, oh God, joy. We speak breakthrough in people's lives. We speak understanding. We speak forgiveness in the name of Jesus. We speak love. We speak it all, God. God, we ask that as we prepare for the balance of this worship, that you might be with us. That your word that goes forth will convict, will comfort, and will restore in the name of Jesus. We're grateful because there is a word from the Lord. And God, I don't know who this word is for, but God, I ask that it will accomplish everything that you want it to accomplish in their lives. God, we lift this prayer. We lift this prayer. We lift it in the matchless name of Jesus. We lift it. We lift it to, to the Son of God, to the rose of Sharon, to the lily of the valley. We lift this prayer to the bright and morning star. We, we lift it to Elohim. We lift it, oh God, 
to the Son of Man. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name we pray. And all of God's people said together, amen, amen, and amen. Hallelujah. Worthy is the Lamb, worthy is the Lamb. Worthy is the Lamb. He's worthy. Worthy is the Lamb. You are holy. Holy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah in this place. Reading into your hearing once more and again, then the spirit of the Lord came upon Jephthah and he passed over Gilead and Manasseh and passed over Mizpeh of Gilead. And from Mizpeh of Gilead, he passed over until the children of Ammon. And Jephthah vowed a vow unto the Lord and said, if thou shalt without fail deliver the children of Ammon into mine hand, then it shall be me, that whatsoever cometh forth of the doors of my house to meet me when I return in peace from the children of Ammon shall surely be the Lord that I will offer it up for a burnt offering. So Jephthah passed over unto the children of Ammon to fight against them, and the Lord delivered them into his hand. And he smote them from Aurora, and even till thou come to Meneth, even twenty cities, and unto the plain of the vineyards with a very great slaughter. Thus the children of Ammon were subdued before the children of Israel. I want to speak from just a few minutes from the subject Jephthah's vow. Jephthah's vow. Y'all don't hear a whole lot about Jephthah, right? Y'all, y'all, y'all don't. That ain't in our lessons on a regular basis, is it? Jephthah's vow found in Judges. I've been here over a little bit over two and a half years, right? And one of the things, some of the things that I'm learning, good leaders are hard to find. Few chosen leaders 
stand the test of longevity. And fewer end up in history books. And, and here's the proof. Who remembers their senator back in 1995? As Minister King will say, I'll wait. Paul Simon, Carol Mosley Braun, who was your governor? In 1995, Jim Edgar. Most of us can barely remember the name of our last two mayors. Only because we can remember one of them because there's been one name that's been around a long time. But beyond that name, we can barely remember. Those of us who are faithful to Christ Church probably remember the names of our last few pastors. But it would be a challenge to remember something about their accomplishments or their leadership styles. Most men and women who are elevated to positions of leadership accomplish something worthwhile. And prayerfully, their achievements outweigh their failures. Israel had a host of leaders. Following the death of Joshua, God appointed a series of judges to lead his chosen people. These judges took their strategic orders directly from God. And like our own president, many of them also served as the chief military commander of the nation's army. Surely we're familiar with some of the stories of their heroic leadership. Many of us remember the story of Gideon, who obeyed God, defied military logic, and decreased his army, decreased his army to 300 men to fight against 135,000 Midianites. It wasn't his small force, but his big faith that gave him the victory. Then there was Deborah, who, although she was a woman in a man's world, listened to God and selected Barak to lead the Israelite army on the battlefield and defeat the army of the Canaanites. And everybody knows the story of Samson. When Delilah tricked this Nazarene uh, into a, a, a haircut, the Philistines, Philistines were able to lock him up and put him in a prison cell beneath the temple uh, to their false god, Dagon. Samson prayed for his strength to be restored. And when the Philistines tried to use Samson for entertainment, he single-handedly pushed over the pillars holding up the entire temple. Samson killed more Philistines that day than he had in his previous 20 years combined. But let me introduce you to a lesser-known judge, Jephthah. You may have heard the name of his father, Gilead. Gilead had several other sons with his wife, but he had Jephthah with a prostitute. Jephthah 
came from money. His father Gilead, we are told, was a man of great wealth, and he was highly respected. At a time very near to or just after Gilead's death, the sons he had with his wife convened and conspired and concurred that they would strip Jephthah of his place in the family and deny his share of their father's estate. The brothers put Jephthah out and forced him to leave. Jephthah, the Bible says, ended up living in the land of Tob, which means good. Did you catch that? Jephthah was put out of a bad situation, but he landed in a good place. After spending some time in Job, a delegation from Israel came asking Jephthah to return with them and take command of the Israelite army in battle against the Ammonites. Jephthah wanted to be victorious, so before entering into the battle, prayed to the Lord. And I should say parenthetically, whenever we enter into battle, Oh, y'all don't hear me today. We need to pray unto the Lord. Jephthah prayed to the Lord, and he entered into a covenant based on a vow or a promise he made to God. Jephthah said to God, if you give the Aaronites into my hands, whatever comes out of the door of my house, to meet me when I return in triumph will be the Lord's, and I will sacrifice it as a burnt offering. You see, what we learn from this is vows or promises are not to be taken lightly. Don't promise you're going to do something and then renege on your promise. Jephthah's vow was of the most serious kind because he made the vow to the Lord. And so today, we're going to learn some things and take into account what happens when we are making a vow unto the Lord. First of all, your vow should be specific. Let's play like John Hanna. Turn to your neighbor, say specific. Oh, oh, oh y'all don't watch it. Oh, let, me, let me help you again. Turn to your other neighbor and say specific. Oh, y'all, y'all afraid to talk back to one another. Okay, we're going we gonna, to we gonna get better on that. Whenever you make a vow to the Lord, your vow ought to be as specific as possible. Because we serve a God who knows what you need. But he wants your request to be made known unto him from your mouth. He wants all of the details. That's why Jesus says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. The one who seeks, finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be open. 
I came here to tell somebody that when you want God to do something specific, make your specific request known to God. The psalmist agrees. He says, delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. If you need healing, tell God where you need him to heal you. If you need a financial blessing, tell God what you need and what you need it for. If you need a burden lifted, an enemy removed, a frustration taken away, a storm calm, tell him all about it. I wonder this morning, does anybody in here know anything about the power of specific prayers? Has God ever answered a specific prayer? In your life, Abraham was specific. God answered Abraham's specific prayer. He said, I'm going to spare this city, God. Can you find 50? And they went all the way down to 10. If you can find 10. That was his specific prayer. David was specific, and God answered David's specific prayer. David prayed for restoration. Solomon was specific. He sought wisdom. Hezekiah sought deliverance. And Paul was specific. And God answered his specific prayer. I believe somebody in here had a grandmother or a mother who prayed for your salvation. And God answered that specific prayer. Anybody have praying grandmothers in this room? Somebody right now has a specific need. You've been struggling long enough. You need to get on your knees and tell God all about it. Be specific. Pray to God and be specific. I've got a few saints I know in here who will testify that God answers prayer. Somebody said, won't he do it? If God has been good to anyone in here, you ought to say yes. God answers specific prayer. The experience of Jephthah reveals that our vows need to be specific. But we learn something else from Jephthah. Your vow has to be sincere. Did you hear what I'm saying? Ask your neighbor, did you hear what he said? Your vow has to be sincere. You see, there's no point approaching God with specifics if you don't believe who he is and what he can do in your life. He can do it. Prayer has to be motivated. What, Dorothy? By faith. We walk by faith. Not by the sight of a, of a stack of bills on the coffee table. We walk by faith, not by the diagnosis from the specialist and the surgeon. We walk by faith, not by the pink slip in our final paycheck. Brothers and sisters, when you make a vow to God, there's no reason to do it if you don't trust and believe that God will hear your prayers and answer in due time because we serve, I know we sing about it, but do you know about it? We serve an on-time God. 
you have to believe that God has the authority and the power to do everything that you ask him to do. God is omnipotent, all-powerful. God is omniscient, all-knowing. God is omnipresent everywhere. He knows when you are sincere and when you are not. You may fool the pastor, but God knows when you are authentic. God knows when you are genuine. Oh, you may fool the deacons. You might fool your neighbor, but God knows. God, God, let me tell you this. God truly does know your heart. The word sincere is worth some exploration. It comes from the Greek word. I like renace. I like renace, which means no wax. You see, in ancient times, potters would attempt to sell their crack pots by sealing the cracks with wax. It didn't take long before they gained a reputation of being tricksters or deceptive because honest potters would advertise their wares with the words sincere or no wax. In other words, their vessels were pure perfection. Stop by and let y'all know. God knows if your faith got some cracks. Oh, I know you ain't going to talk back to me this morning, but, but God knows if your walk does not match your talk. God knows if you've got doubts. He knows if your faith is waxed over by traditions and habits. The Lord wants you to approach him with sincere faith. Someone in here learned a long time ago. And we learned a couple of weeks ago in Bible study that without faith, it is impossible. Did you hear what I'm saying? It's impossible to please God, for he that comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. What are you looking for this morning? When Jephthah made his vow, Jephthah was being specific, and he was being sincere. But there's one more thing we can learn from Jephthah's vow. Specific, sincere vows bring success. God is faithful to uphold his promise when he knows you are going to uphold yours. When Jephthah made his vow with specificity and sincerity, God gave Jephthah the victory he was seeking because God accepted Jephthah's vow. Jephthah was able to bring home the victory against the army of the Ammonites, and God did not stop there. Jephthah kept his promise to God, and God kept his promise to Jephthah. Jephthah went on to defeat and conquer 20 Ammonite cities. And I wonder, have you been wondering how you're going to defeat the enemies around you? Don't waste time while you are in God's house. If you're going to come to worship, <laughs> come to worship. Uh, don't waste time 
in God's house. Don't don't thumb, thumb through the songbook. Don't pass notes to your pew neighbor. Don't watch the clock. Don't allow your mind to drift. Don't make a few trips to the bathroom. If you're here today and you need some show enough help, it's time to get down to some specifics with the Lord and be sincere. Jephthah's vow was specific and sincere. Jephthah promised that if God let him win the battle against the Amorites, when he would return home, he would sacrifice the first person who came to greet him. And that person turned out to be his only child, his daughter. Jephthah kept his vow. His daughter never married. There will be no descendants of Jephthah to carry on his genealogy. Jephthah sacrificed his namesake to the Lord. You know, Ebenezer, I remember as a child sitting in the basement with the angelic choir doing one of their rehearsals. I remember it's almost as if it was yesterday. I can see Sister Davis and Brother Davis sitting in front of Brother Colvin. I remember seeing my mother on the piano, and there were a few others of you all were in that choir. I believe Vivian, Mama Peek was in that choir. And there, there are others. Dorothy was in that angelic choir. And, and I remember they would sing all different genres of music. But one song that comes to mind and always stuck, stuck with me was written by, uh, uh, arranged by John Wirt. And I can remember Henry Carvin going over and over and over again uh, at that rehearsal. And, that, and the words of that song was, done made my vow to the Lord. And I never will turn back. I will go. I shall go to see what the end is going to be. Sometimes I'm up. And sometimes I'm down. But I'm going to see what the end is going to be. Sometimes my soul is heavy. But I'm going to see what the end is going to be because I done made my vow, my promise to the Lord. You who are assembled here, you made a vow to the Lord to accept Christ as your Savior and follow his teachings until you die. Let me tell you something. It's a serious vow. It was a specific vow. And if it was a sincere vow, you need to fulfill your vow to the Lord. And I declare, he will make your enemies your footstools. And I know the Lord will answer your prayers because his power is greater than you can comprehend. His ways are higher than you may understand. His wisdom is deeper than you could begin to fathom. Keep your vow and be faithful to the Lord. You and I have made our vow to the Lord. And though it may be difficult, though it may be challenging, we're going to keep on going and see what the end is going to be.
Because in the end, God's going to give us the victory. Do you hear me today? God is going to give us the victory if we are sincere, if we are specific. God will give us the victory. The word of God for the people of God and all of God's people said, amen. At this time, we're going to open the doors of the church. Perhaps there's someone here today that would like to give their life to the Lord. Or perhaps you are here and you know that you do not have a church home. We want to extend an invitation to you to join with us here at Ebenezer Missionary Baptist Church. We are a loving church. We are a church on the move, on the grow. And there's room for you. Let me declare that your gifts will make room for you here. And so we want to extend an invitation to you to join with us here at Ebenezer. Is there one? Is there one today? Somebody said you pass me not, O gentle Savior. Pass me not, O gentle Savior. This is a sacred 
time. And it shouldn't be taken lightly. If you know that you have ought against your brother or your sister, you ought not take this and eat and drink damnation to your soul. Because this represents salvation. This represents the cleansing power of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And so we go to God. Christ our Lord invites us to this, our table. Help us, O oh God, to make our humble confessions unto you. Cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Make us, O oh God, brand new. God, we pray right now that these elements might become for us your body that was broken, your blood that was shed for us all. We thank you, God. Thank you, God, for the sacrifice. Thank you, God, for loving us so much that you risk it all for these thy people. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, we pray. And all of God's people said, Amen. If you did not receive communion coming in, please raise your hand. Your hand high, raise your hand high if you did not receive. Raise your hand high. Here comes the deacon right now. Raise your hand high. I know we are tired of social distancing and all of that comes with it, but we can't get tired. Y'all don't hear me. We can't get tired. We're gonna get back to the day when we can embrace, touch. But until that day, is there another over here? Raise your hand. you just to close your eyes right now and just meditate on that song real quick as it calls us to the table as it calls us into the very presence of almighty God don't focus on anything else right now just listen to that music Hallelujah. Let's have that chorus one more time. I thank you, God, because six, seven months ago, he couldn't play that horn. 
Hallelujah, God. You're so good. You're so good. Oh, I'm gonna have church all by myself. Maybe God ain't done nothing for you. Hallelujah. On the night in which he was betrayed, he took the bread, he broke it. He said, This is my body broken for you. As often as you eat this, you do so in remembrance of me. Take, eat all of it to your comfort. And in like manner, he took the cup, the cup of blessings, represents his blood. He said, as often as you drink this, you do so in remembrance of me. Drink ye all of it to your comfort. Congregational choir, come on, let's sing that one. And then may I go violently lose all thy guilty state. Come on, come on. Lose all thy guilty Lose all thy guilty and sinners plunge beneath. <laughs> Hallelujah. And that leads me to this. I know it was the blood. I know it was the blood. I know it was the blood for me. One day when I was lost, he died upon the cross. I know it was the blood for me. Oh, they pierced him in the side. They pierced him in the side. They pierced him in the side for me. Oh, one day when I was lost. Oh, I know it was the blood 
Is that computer still on? Like, move the um, mouse. Is dead? It's off? No lights, no nothing? When you hit the button, nothing? You know what I'm saying? You got no lights, no nothing? Oh, not Spotify or none of that? Okay. Don't worry about it. Hit the, hit the play button on the CD player underneath down there. Or it's on the box next year. It is crazy. They got my art to Compression. Somebody said, uh, uh, he's looking real nice to walk on them pictures. 
Uh, your brother was tired. He was, he, was, he was tired of smiling. He was tired of doing all that. Are you make a little one? Shoot one, 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 one. I'm going to give you a little two. Wow. Okay. After we. Half time. Okay. All right. So. Let's write the first time. I'm going to do a repeat. All right. Everybody's. Just like that, or they're going to send it back to me saying, hey, bro, we got to do it again. All right, so um, uh, oh, you can't write. I think so. You got to do it Thank <laughs> you. 
I'm sad, y'all. Hey, oh. hey, what are you? Let me share that. Let me share that. Let me share We got Trey Lightning. Yeah, you you got got yesterday. <laughs> 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 I tell everybody who needs them, get them. Uh, oh, okay, you're right. West 87th Street in Southwest. Okay. All right, so we're going to just go. Shut up. I hear you thinking. Oh, <laughs> I hear you thinking. Uh, 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 yeah, we got company. Yeah, we got company. Yep. Yep. 
and there's two people, usually there's three people that work those little games, right? So it's me and the other guy. So we had to do our mechanical dicker. And man, he knew. So I'm like, okay. First of all, they got you because you should never just start the game early. It's the start time was 12 o'clock. I got there to 11.45. First half, I'm like, okay, good. Dude, why don't you start a game with one person? At least anyone was talking. I don't care, dude. I'm saying no. We're going to start doing my party list. We're going to wear the suit there at 12 o'clock. Right, so as soon as you say I don't see anything, you try to have somebody to bag me up. So I got there. This game, everything was running smooth. Everything was running smooth. Last game. All right. Game going good. Game going good. It is third quarter. I'm here. My partner is way down there. I'm like at the 50. And the play was going. The play was, uh, oh, the play was, was, was coming, he was going that way. Mm-hmm. And I'm at the 50, he had like the 10. He's about to score. My partner way on the other side. The ball got stripped. And as the ball got stripped, the dude thought was, he was going down. My partner was, boop, boop, blew the whistle. I was like, ooh. And I could see it. I'm like, ooh, no, the ball was stripped. And the other team picked it up, got the run. So I said, oh, no, I got to chill. It's like, boop, boop, And the people, the other coach was down there. That is. Oh, hell no. I was like, oh. I said, hey, so coach, let me talk to you. It's an inverted whistle. You got the ball from the 15 yard line. But then I said, coach, it's an inverted whistle. It happens. But no, I can do it. Coach, anybody cheat? All right. Fourth quarter, why did I do the same thing? I was the same play. I'm, but this time, I'm like 10 yards behind you. He falls, and my, my dumb butt, I'm like, he's falling. I think he's about to hit the ground. He was in midair. I said, choo, and I said, choo. Oh, okay. I don't want to know what I'm saying. Oh, I'll leave money. Oh, you'll leave money. I'll leave money. That's what. Oh, so it's like, if you know, it's like, it's
Nobody's home. 